Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming this morning to help us celebrate um, our 10 seniors that we have up here. Uh, and before we get into the recognizing of our seniors, um, I just also want to give one more shout out to one senior who could not be here. Uh, his name is Latham Carter. Uh, he's been uh, coming every Wednesday night. And uh, so I just want to give a shout out to him in, in case he's watching. Uh, but yeah, so we were missing one senior, but here's our 10 seniors that we had to, uh, today. So I just want to thank you again for coming. Uh, we're going to take this time um, as uh, uh, the student leaders. We're going to pray for all of our students. And then, uh, but before we do that, I'm going to pass the mic just down one by one to all of our seniors. And they're going to tell you uh, their name and then also what college or what they're going to be pursuing um, after this year of high school. So, uh, My name is Ethan Ellis. I'll be attending Collin College this fall. I'm just getting my basics done. Block, and I'm going to the University of Oklahoma this fall. My name is Mary Clark, and I'll be pursuing voice acting and technical writing. My name is Robert Clark, and I will be pursuing an internship in data science. My name is Jessica Rockenbach, and I'll be attending the University of Oklahoma in the fall. My name is William Clark, and I'm pursuing an internship in information security. I'm Madison Sinek, and I'll be attending the University of Oklahoma. My name is Tug Sanford, and I'm going to Stephen F. Austin State University. My name is Abby Mosley, and I will be attending Texas A&M in the fall. <laughs> My name is Noah Lyles, and I'll be attending Texas Tech in the fall. <laughs> I, I see you. There you go. Awesome. So one by one, we're just going to be praying for our seniors. So um, our volunteers, um, we're all just going to be doing that together. So bow with me um, as we begin. Uh, Father, I just thank you so much um, for my time with Ethan. Uh, God, just thank you that we got to meet uh, with each other um, once a week at, the, at a coffee shop and get to play checkers and also just get to talk about life. And God, just thank you for his intentionality, his willingness to be vulnerable at times when we got together. Uh, God, I just pray for Ethan as he goes to Collin College this upcoming fall. I pray that you will give him wisdom and direction on what kind of degree to pursue as well as what kind of career path to pursue. I pray for peace and comfort for him and that he will fix his eyes on you knowing that you hold his future in, in your hands. Um, I pray that Ethan will continue to grow more in his faith and his love for you. And as you work through him, God, I pray uh, that your love and your grace will move him to make a difference uh, in his community of friends that you have given him already. I pray also that you will continue to provide for him a community of people that love you and will love Ethan for who he is as well. And I praise in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Sam and her role in this group. Although we've only known her a few short months, we're thankful for her energy and enthusiasm. She's not afraid to be silly or think deeply. Her friends call her loyal and selfless. These are just a few of the ways that you have uniquely created her. Lord, we pray that just as she came here to connect with others and hear the word, that she would do the same at OU this fall. We pray that she would have friends that encourage her in truth and challenge her to know you more deeply. We pray that she would have a personal relationship with you, Jesus, and that this season ahead would make it more certain than ever. Father, I pray Deuteronomy 31.8 over her. Sam, I pray that you would know that the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you, Sam. He will never leave you, Sam, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid, Sam. Do not be discouraged. 
You are loved and cared for here at Allen Bible, and most importantly, by the Lord. We pray that you're in a you are encouraged here today and into your college years at OU. Amen. Dear Jesus, Almighty Father, we are blessed abundantly by you. Thank you for gracing us with sweet Mary. Father, today we pray that your presence would dwell richly within her as she graduates to her next adventure. Lord, we ask that you utilize the creative, joy-filled spirit you have given her as a bright light, shining your love for all to see. Lord, your plans for her are prosperous. You know the desires of her heart. With each step, Lord, reveal yourself to her and guide her in all your ways. Lord, thank you for this precious friend. In Christ's name, amen. Uh, Lord, we thank you this morning, um, first of all, for your son Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. We thank you for our brother Robert. You have blessed him with such a creative, witty, funny, intelligent mind, as well as a genuine and caring personality. I thank you for the joy and laughter he has brought to my life. Jesus, we pray that you will continue to grow and call his heart closer to yours as he graduates and starts his next adventure in data science. Uh, Give him a spirit that is drawn to your word and longs to be in your presence. We pray that you will bless him with faithful friends who will encourage and be uplifting to him. And we pray that you will use him to win others to your kingdom. Jesus, reveal your path for Robert to him with clarity as as you open doors and close others. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for Jess. We thank you for bringing her to Allen Bible and letting us share this time with her. We thank you for her faithful presence and digging in despite being new to the group. Thank you for her resolve and openness. Her friends describe her as loving and generous. What great gifts you've given her to reflect her creator. God, though we are sad to see her go, we know that you have great plans for her at OU. We pray that she would have courage, discernment, and boldness in all her many decisions that lie ahead. We pray for a community of believers to disciple her and lead her to a deep faith in you. Protect her from anxiety, temptation, and discouragement. Specifically, I pray 2 Timothy 1.7 over her. For the spirit God gave us does not make just timid, but gives just power, love, and self-discipline. Just thank you for the light you've been to us this semester. I pray that God would continue to shine his light through you at OU as well. Amen. Father, thank you for uh, my time with William. And thank you for his eagerness to grow more in his walk with you and for the great discussions he created in the small groups on Wednesday nights. Uh, God, just thank you for his, the passions that he has in music and the magic card games and also just his great community of friends and he was just so diligent about bringing friends on, on Wednesday nights as well. Uh, God, uh, just pray that you would continue to bless him with a great community of friends who love you and who will point him to you. I pray as he pursues a career in cybersecurity that you will continue to give him the peace that this is where you are leading him. And that you will use him and his gifts to bring glory to your name through his work. May he continue to be mission-minded as he was so good, again, just bringing friends to church. And I pray that um, he would continue to be eager to grow more in his walk with you and be eager in helping others grow in their relationship with you. Dear God, I thank you for Madison and the chance to know her. Thank you for her all-in-itness with playing games, engaging in small group, and going on outings. It was fun to see her competitiveness at bowling and hear about her endurance and track. Madison, you are known to be trustworthy and sincere among your friends. Those traits are a reflection of the Lord's character and will serve you well. Father, I pray that as she goes to OU, she would stay true to her godly character. 
I pray that you would protect her from worldly temptations. I pray that she would have a saving faith in you, Jesus, that would endure to the end. I pray that you would use this season to strengthen and deepen her personal understanding of the gospel. Give her the peace that comes from your presence. I pray Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on Madison's own understanding. In all of Madison's ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. God, we thank you for Madison and who, who, who you have made her to be. We pray that she would be a reflection of your glory this fall at OU. Amen. Father, I thank you for Tug. Uh, God, just thank you for his fun spirit. And all the times we got to play basketball together at Fitness Connection in Sun Creek. God, thank you for uh, blessing him and his hard work that he put into football and just allowing him to play at the next level. And I just pray as he moves on to Stephen F. Austin in the fall that you would bless him with a great community of people on his football team and any other organizations that he gets involved with. I pray for a strong group of believers that will encourage him and continually point him to you. May you bless him with great coaches that will mentor him and push him to become a better man. I pray that he will be a light on his football team, that you provide him opportunity to share the gospel with his teammates, and that he will be bold to walk in those opportunities. May Tug be reminded that you love him for who he is and that you are with him at all times. Dear Jesus, we praise your great name. Father, we thank you for sharing your daughter Abby with us. Lord, today we ask that you will continue the work you have started in her as she embarks on this next ch chapter. Lord, we have witnessed Abby's sincere devotion to being your ambassador, and we pray that you will use her adventurous, kind, intelligent spirit to win others in your name at Texas A&M. Lord, you, ha you have clothed her with strength and dignity. In you, she will not fail. Father, go before her and behind her. Light her path, sure her footing on solid ground. Thank you for this beautiful friend. In Christ's name. And Father, um, I just thank you for this past year getting to know Noah. Thank you for the joy that he brings to so many people's lives and all the fun that he can create no matter the situation. Thank you for the times we played basketball, um, all the jokes we shared at beach camp, and just thank you for all the lunches we had together and just talk about what's going on in life. And I just pray as he makes the transition to Tech Tech in the fall that you provide for him a community of believers who will be there for Noah, who will point him to Christ. As he looks at different fraternities and clubs to get plugged into, I pray that you will give him wisdom and discernment on which one to join and that you will place him in one where he can be who you created him to be. May Noah look to make an impact at Tech Tech. I pray he will be bold to share the gospel with unbelievers and he will Look to connect with people to be encouragement to them when he sees that someone is down. Thank you, Father, again for Noah. May he be reminded that, that he is your workmanship and that you love him for, for um, who he is. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading today is James 1, 21 through 25. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he's immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. 
but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides in it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed in what he does. This is the word of the Lord. mentioned earlier, uh, you know, he's thinking our youth leaders and that I had recruited some of these youth leaders, and it's really not true that I recruit these youth leaders. Um, I live with a lot of our youth leaders, and I kind of tricked them into coming to Wednesday night and, uh, and to help out. Um, luckily, we had the Webbs and McLeans already here, uh, who have been here for a while. And, uh, but yes, I just want to say thank you to my roommates. Um, and the Webbs and the McLeans just over and over, uh, just how they have just been a huge blessing uh, to me and just the students. And I uh, just want to thank you all again for coming uh, today and just uh, to celebrate our seniors. Uh, you know, my first semester here, I had two seniors that we got to celebrate, and then this time I had, you know, 11. So it's just so awesome just to see, um, you know, just all these kids I get to know and know. And we're just excited for the next year's class and, and all that. Got, and, uh, yeah, just want to say thank you so much. Uh, so uh, I'm going to pray for us real quick, and then we'll just get started uh, with today's passage. Uh, Father, again, we just thank you uh, for today. Again, we just thank you um, that we just got to bless these seniors. Uh, Lord, I just pray uh, for this time in, in your word, God. I pray uh, that you would just give us all wisdom. I pray that we just all leave here encouraged, and God, that we just uh, leave here with just a deeper understanding of who we are in you and the deeper understanding of who you are. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So sometimes I have a really hard time remembering things. Uh, my family will say to me, hey, we're going to plan this event. Uh, does this work for you? Like, can you make this happen? Will you be there? I'll say, yes, I will be there. But my problem is when the time comes around for the, plan, or for the plans that they have planned, um, I will forget that something was going on. And that's because I really do fail at putting, uh, putting things to my personal calendar and, and be reminded that something is going on. And the same thing happens when in staff meetings with Buddy and Mike, they'll tell me that something is going on and that I need to make note of something in the future. And I hear it and I know that I have to do it, but I fail to make note of that. And so, um, it's not that I didn't hear them. It's not that, you know, I'm not listening to them. It's not that I'm excited for these family events or excited for these church events. Uh, but it's just the fact that when I hear them, you know, I just fail to show my excitement for these events by not putting them into my personal calendar. And so in today's passage, we're going to see that only hearing God's word isn't enough for us and it can stunt our growth in Christ. And what we are going to see is that both intake and exercise of God's word are both needed for us to grow in Christ. And so I want us to look uh, at, the, at James's charge to believers in James chapter 1 uh, to see what it looks like for us as believers to take in God's word and to live it out. And James will tell us that only when we do both to hear God's word and then to live it out uh, do we actually change and grow. But if we only hear God's word and don't do anything to live it out, James will say to us that we are kidding ourselves, that we are, we are not actually taking that next step in our growth uh, with Christ. 
And so flip over uh, to James chapter 1, uh, verse 21. And we're going to be in verse 21 through 25. And it says, Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. And so first, James wants us to examine our posture when we come to God's word. And so how are we supposed to come to God's word? How receptive are we to God's word? And how eager are we to read God's word and then take it all in? And as you can tell, James begins this passage with the word therefore. And to make sense of of what James is going to be talking about for the rest of the passage, we need to look at verses 19 and 20. And so just in summary, in verses 19 and 20, James explains to us how believers are to be when we are facing trials. He says that we are to be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath because if we are full of wrath, if we are full of sin and full of wickedness, it does not produce the righteousness of God. And so continue on, uh, James explains here in verse 21 how we are supposed to come to God's word. He wants us to carefully examine our approach to his word. James tells us to set aside our wicked ways and come to God's word in humility. Because when we do come to God's word in humility, or if we do come to God's word in meekness, it means that we are ready to be changed by what God is going to be telling us through the Bible. We are all so broken, we are all fallen, and we need to hear what God is saying through his word to be refreshed, to be encouraged, and to be reminded of God's character and his forgiveness in our lives. And so that's our intake of God's word. How receptive are we to his word? Now James will address how crucial it is uh, to put God's word into practice in verse 22. In verse 22 it says, But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. He says to prove yourselves doers of the word and not be somebody that is a hearer only of the word. A doer of the word will come to God's word, ready to take action with what they have just heard from the Bible. James says someone who only hears God, God's word but isn't a doer of the word, they delude themselves. Or in other words, they are kidding themselves if they think that they are actually growing in their relationship with Christ because all they do is hear it, but they don't actually apply it. And so you and I, if all we do is hear it, we're not actually taking that next step in growing in our faith in Christ. And so now James is going to give us an everyday example of what that looks like in verses 23 and 24. And it says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person uh, he was. And so a few days ago, I think it was on Tuesday, I was in a rush to get to work. I was going to be doing some work at a coffee shop. And so I was in a rush to get to work. And so I rushed out of my house without actually like examining myself in the mirror of what my hair looked like. And so I have decently long hair. And so um, it, it, it normally it takes about five minutes for me to get my hair to look the way that I want it to. So I actually have to look in the mirror for five minutes, figure it out, and then I can move on to the next thing. But Tuesday morning, I had no time. I just kind of got up and just ran out the door and was ready to go. Uh, and so later that day, I saw my reflection 
in a mirror and I noticed that my hair looked really bad. And it was flat and it was in my eyes as it's in my eyes right now. Um, and it just did not look the way that I wanted it to look because I didn't take that time uh, to, to make it look um, the way I wanted to. And so what James is saying in verses 23 and 24 is when we only hear the word, we are like a man who looks at himself in the mirror very quickly, or not at all, like what I did. And so why is he, is he bringing this up? Why do we look in the mirror in the morning? We look in the mirror in the morning to see what needs to be attended to. James is making that comparison here. Uh, God's word isn't supposed to be a mirror that we look at in a rush, but it's a mirror that we look at carefully and slowly. And so James is now going to explain in verse uh, 25 what happens when we take our time in reading God's word and we have that eagerness to be changed by God's word. And so verse 25, it says, But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. He says in verse 25, he who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty. He's echoing Psalm 19.7, and he's also referencing uh, Psalm 119.45. And so Psalm 19.7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And so when we look intently or with eager attention, God's word restores our soul. It changes us for the better, and it continues to reassure us of God's forgiveness in our life. And then Psalm 119.45, it says, And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. When we seek his word, we will experience freedom through obedience of his word as well. And so James then says in verse 25, uh, of chapter 1, he says, when we abide by the word, meaning when we do something about our intake of the word, we won't be a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer who will be blessed in what we do. And so in Psalm uh, chapter 1, in summary, what that says is a man will be blessed when he delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it day and night. And when he does that, he will be like a tree firmly planted prospering in whatever he does. And so when we are careful to read God's word and we read it slowly, we are constantly reminded that God brings true happiness and he brings true contentment in, in him. And we will be able to prosper, um, as uh, Psalm 1 says, because God brings forth something good in our lives, even when we are facing the most difficult trials or even the most difficult situations in our life. God will always work out um, something good in even in the most uh, bad situations in our lives. And so James, his charge to us is for us to ask this question. Are we both a hearer and a doer of the word? Or are we hearers of the word only with no follow through? Just as I have a hard time following through and putting family gatherings in my own personal calendar. And so as we reflect on today's passage, it can be easy for us to beat ourselves up for not being consistent doers of the word. But two things are always true. And the first thing is that we can't 100% live out God's word. 
And the second thing that is true is Jesus is the one and the only one to live out God's word perfectly. For Philippians 2.8 says, Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And then Ephesians 2.8 through 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. And so when we examine ourselves through the reflection of Scripture, we actually do find a lot wrong with ourselves that needs a lot of attention. But in our sin and in our brokenness, God isn't asking us to fix it all ourselves because he's the one who lived the perfect life, and he's the one that died on the cross. And so even when we do sin, God's grace is lavished on us even more and more and more. And so to, to conclude um, today's passage, um, I learned what it meant to be both a hearer and a doer of the word in my first summer working at Canacook Camps. Uh, in my first summer, I was encouraged by mentors to read the Bible more on my own. This was probably the first time that I actually, on my own, was diligent about uh, reading God's word. And I was encouraged and I was expected to be in God's word and to practice it for the seven weeks that I was there. Um, the biggest thing that I learned um, that summer about applying God's word was when I was on the maintenance team at Canica Camps. Uh, and what I learned there was how to be faithful with what God had put before me and how to be faithful in whatever position he has given me at, at camp. The maintenance team was the first group of people up every single morning to clean the swim pool. We also had to clean the bathrooms. We also had to do all the landscaping. And then we were also the last ones to bed every night because we always had one more trash run to take to the dumpster um, after everybody had um, gone to bed. Uh, we were tired every day doing hard labor, uh, but we found great joy as a team in making sure campers had a clean uh, camp to, to have fun at. And so the more that I read God's word that summer, the more I realized it didn't matter if I had the glamorous job of being a counselor or even getting to be on the leadership team as like the face of the camp. But God really did bless our work because we as a team stuck together um, to do the dirty job that no one else um, wanted to do. And like I said, our team, we didn't really care about the titles. And so when camp was over, all of us guys, and we stayed in touch for a little bit while um, after camp, but we all really do feel like that we left that summer as changed college kids because of the intake of God's word, but then also the application of God's word. So pray with me. Father, again, we just thank you um, for today. Um, Lord, I just pray um, as we just um, hear your word through uh, James chapter 1, God, that we just be encouraged um, to take time to really just um, look at our lives through the lenses of Scripture, God, and that your love for us and your grace in our lives would cause us uh, to be effectual doers of the word and not just hearers only. God, we just thank you for your grace, even when we um, don't have it all right. And Lord, we just thank you for your forgiveness. Um, and Lord, we just thank you that you are faithful uh, to us at all times. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jacob. Um, two things. Uh, Jacob, you'll need to turn in your man card at the office uh, for having to have five minutes to fix your hair. That's the first thing. Uh, 
second thing, that was his first sermon in big church ever. And I think back on that. I think back on my first experience, and uh, you, you blew me away. <laughs> uh, probably still blew me away. Um, but lastly, I want you parents to be encouraged, and just all of our church. Um, what a faithful young man that God's brought. Um, love, your, love your heart, Jacob. And uh, one of the things we, we try to talk about here is not just imparting the gospel, but our very lives. That's what Paul says in Thessalonians. He says, Having thus a fond affection for you, we were well pleased to not only impart to you the gospel, but our very lives. We don't have with Jacob a distant, like, you know, teacher guy. We have a guy who lives out what he was just talking about. And that's a blessing. And like I said to the students earlier, and that's rare. So we're grateful for you, Jacob. I, I know the work you put in for that. So well, well done. Let's, uh, let's stand. We're just going to declare God's goodness. We're going to sing the first verse of goodness of God and then the chorus. And we will be done. And I already told Jacob, they're going to like you way more than me because you're way shorter. what Jacob was preaching, Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. I pray that we would do that because in this moment he's met with you and me, he's encouraged us, and he's strengthened you to live out his truth as you go. pray you would do that with his blessing. Have a great day.